There are days where I'm just trying to find enough stories for this dang show. It feels like I'm in the Hunger Games out here because there is just nothing and I am trying to find things to talk about out of thin air. Now, for the haters who think that they could easily put this show together and do it every day, good luck. But then there are days where there's just this surplus of stories that perfectly intersect pop culture and politics and it's like the land of milk and honey today is that day. I'm Alex Clark and this is Poplitics, the first ever daily pop culture show with a conservative perspective. We used to post each episode on Instagram only, but the YouTube viewing experience is so much better and we wanna grow our presence here. So please, take two minutes, make an account on YouTube that you automatically stay signed in on on your phone or TV so you can thumbs up each episode, you can comment, and most importantly, subscribe. This show is free, okay? We're not behind a paywall like Daily Wire or The Blaze, but my team and I put so many hours in every single day to create each episode. And the only thing we need from you is to subscribe, interact with episodes, and tell other people to subscribe. It is a five orange juicy episode today, maybe even 10 orange. The Kardashians are having a meltdown over the Balenciaga scandal. Even Kris Jenner knows this is one of their worst PR storms to date. Everything is on the line. I'll tell you what I've observed and how I think they're trying to minimize the blowback and the New York Times headline about it all that had me seeing red. It's no secret that my number one show obsession is currently the White Lotus. Aubrey Plaza is one of the main characters in the show, and in real life, she's known for being really, really strange. Come to find out, she psychologically tortured one of the other main characters during filming. This is so juicy. Bob Iger, the new CEO of Disney, publicly admitted that, okay, they may have made a mistake going so woke and how he plans to walk it back. And lastly, the story that had me on the floor of my office when it dropped yesterday, producer Valentina was scared for her life because of my reaction. And it turns out, Liver King is a fraud. So far this week, all three episodes have been bangers and this one is no exception. Subscribe, you fool! Also, new merch for Poplitics and The Spillover can be found at tpusamerch.com. Now, let's get into some updates on Kardashian Gate. It's been really hard. All week, we've just been crying and crying and posing and crying. Did you pay attention to how the news of Kim and Kanye's divorce being finalized came right in the midst of Kim's Balenciaga scandal? Uh-huh. Did you notice Kylie also finally posted her son too? His face isn't showing, but still. A distraction. Kylie never responds to negative comments, by the way, but she did respond to someone saying she just posted him as a distraction from the scandal. She was like, see, this is why I haven't shown him, because people always have something to say. But it doesn't make any sense that all the Kardashians, including Kylie, post their kids' faces. Why is Kylie just suddenly being weird about her son? I guess that's kind of a tangent, a whole nother thing. But then, after every post they've been making this week, they've been slammed with comments, people calling them child rape apologists, the whole family, in the midst of all of this, is photographed getting together at Travis Barker's recording studio for what news outlets were saying, oh look, the Kardashians are getting together for a family meeting about Kim's divorce being finalized. Yeah, right. 
I may have been born at night, but I wasn't born last night, and neither were any of you. Kris Jenner called the paparazzi to take photos of the family getting together on the night Kim's divorce was finalized and used that as an excuse to say they were meeting to discuss that. Except Chris clearly wanted to discuss their strategy going forward to handle this scandal and to be aware of what they're posting until this blows over. It's exactly what I was thinking. Because Courtney has been posting pics with her butt cheeks out to promote her vitamins and stuff, and it all looks super vapid and sensitive and weird given what's going on. I mean, all the time, but especially now. Your butt. Your butt is the bomb. And I mean, I've been angry, okay? This, because the story is awful, but I haven't been irate. That is, until I saw the New York Times tried to cover up the entire scandal and say that conservatives were making up conspiracy theories about the Balenciaga photo shoot. Oh no, she didn't. They're blaming Fox News, Tucker Carlson, and QAnon for this story getting attention? That we're making it up. They said that the explanation for the child porn documents being in the photo shoot was simply because they grabbed numerous prop boxes rented from a prop house and the papers were just supposed to be fake office documents. They were actually papers that were used in a legal drama TV show. It was all a happy accident and the New York Times said conservatives are making something out of nothing. I feel like I'm about to explode. This pissed me off so severely. I mean, it ruined my night. How dare they? Their editors at the New York Times should be flooded with emails over this. And by the way, it was three women that wrote this article. They also had a whole paragraph about how great Kim Kardashian is. So who paid for this article? Balenciaga or Kris Jenner? Screw you, Dale. Screw you. It's not for everyone, but it is for me, and I'm okay with that. But The White Lotus on HBO Max, which sweeped the Emmys this year, has been killing it again this season. And even if you haven't watched it, this is a juicy behind-the-scenes story. You know who Aubrey Plaza is, right? She's always playing weird characters, but the truth is, she's also weird in real life. Thanks, this is the best day of my life. I'm killing myself tomorrow. So. Where, where are you from originally? Uh, I'm from Wilmington, Delaware. Wilmington, Delaware. I don't, I don't know many people from Delaware. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> and when I was in the hospital, like they kept asking me how old I was, and my older, much older boyfriend at the time uh, was there with me. And every time they asked me how old I was, I would go 16. Which was the only number I could say, I don't know why. Um, and, uh, and he would go, she's not 16, she's 20. And they would go, how old are you? Yeah, yeah it w well, I eventually talked, spoke, talked again. I'm talking. How, how, how long? Your Twitter handle is Evil Hag. Why Evil Hag? Because I like it. Um, not gonna lie kind of obsessed with her. Okay, so this is what is hilarious. This is my favorite pop culture story of December already. I'm calling it now, day one. There's another character on The White Lotus played by Adam DeMarco, and it's come out that Aubrey Plaza psychologically tortured him on set. My mother has all my baby teeth in her underwear drawer. What? In a new GQ interview where Aubrey looks freaking out of the world, by the way, she admitted the whole thing and Adam 
confirmed it. Yahoo summarized it, so I'll tell you what they said because this is just so great. Plaza gaslit DeMarco into thinking he was being harassed by an anonymous malevolent witch. Stuck living on the set of the show's hotel, Plaza alleviated her own boredom by leaving reed diffusers arranged in a large Blair Witch style symbol on the floor of DeMarco's dressing room and her own. She escalated the prank by slipping ominous messages that read, here lies so-and-so under people's doors. It seems obvious even to someone with casual knowledge of her personality that obviously Aubrey Plaza was the culprit, but then she's also an actor. On top of targeting herself, Yahoo wrote, she also convinced DeMarco over bottles of red wine that it wasn't her. She continued to deny her involvement even when hotel staff provided video evidence of the sabotage. She said, I was a suspicious character for these Italians. They thought I was sketchy, which I am. Adam was so innocent, like a baby bird. It was really sick what I was doing to him. I got him to the brink of a psychological break. Now, Adam DeMarco confirmed the whole thing, saying, I was definitely questioning my reality for a while there. I didn't know who to trust. It was like murder on the Orient Express. Everyone was the murderer. Is this not the best story ever? Yeah! Like, you don't get it. She is my new favorite person. And watch White Lotus. Not enough of you are following through on homework. The teacher is mad. Stay back, slut. Whale, whale, whale. What do we have here? Disney has completely conceded the woke war. We won. At least we are close to it. Now lose it. Just lose it. Returning Disney CEO Bob Iger held his first town hall with Disney employees, and he says they're going to quiet things down politically and move toward neutrality in the culture war. Hmm. Here's a virtual question. Many cast members had wished that Disney stayed out of politics. Will Disney stay out of making political statements? You know, I think uh, there's a misperception here about what politics is. And I think that some of the subjects that have proven to be controversial as it relates to Disney have been branded political, and I don't necessarily believe they are. I don't think when you are telling stories and attempting to be a good citizen of the world that that's political, just not how I view it. Do I like the company being embroiled in controversy? Of course not. It can be distracting, and it can have a negative impact on the company. And to the extent that I can work to kind of quiet things down, I'm going to do that. But I think it's, it's important to put in perspective what some of these subjects are and not just simply brand them political. Then he expressed regret that Disney got involved in a high-profile fight with Governor DeSantis in Florida. That development occurred after I left the company. I was sorry to see us um, uh, dragged into that battle. Um, and I have no idea exactly what its ramifications are in terms of um, the business itself. Um, what I can say is the state of Florida has been important to us for a long time, and we have been very important to the state of Florida. 
That is something I'm extremely mindful of and will articulate if I get the chance. In response to the so-called don't say gay legislation, which obviously is not what that legislation said or did, but that's been covered a hundred times, but I digress. Iger said Disney would still promote inclusion, but suggested that the company must strike a delicate balance and listen to its audience and have respect for the people that it's serving. Now, many conservatives believe this is Disney waving a white flag. Yes, he's trying trying to appease his psycho leftist employees, but the key here, you're about to hear from him, is that you also have to listen to your audience. He just sandwiched that in between a bunch of liberal mumbo jumbo to make sure everyone doesn't revolt. All right, another virtual question. What is your stance on the don't say gay situation? Well, first of all, uh, our LGBTQ employees are very important to us and we care deeply about them. That is a given. Um, secondly, this company has been telling stories for 100 years, and those stories have had a meaningful, positive impact on the world. And one of the reasons they've had a meaningful, positive impact is because one of the core values of our storytelling is inclusion and acceptance and tolerance. And we can't lose that. We just can't lose that. I think about, I think about Black Panther and the impact that had on the world, or a film like Coco. I mean, I could go on and on. And how we actually change the world for the good. It must continue. We also, when you tell stories, it's a delicate balance. You're talking to an audience, but it's also important to listen to an audience. It's important to have respect for the people that you're serving, that you're trying to reach, and not have disdain for it. That said, we're not gonna make everybody happy all the time, and we're not going to try to. And we're certainly not going to lessen our core values in order to make everybody happy all the time. Um, so it's, it's complicated, and there's a balance. But, and I, I, at one point, I said, we do what we believe is right. And then someone criticized me for saying, well, who are you to say that that's right? Well, when you're in a job like mine, or you are responsible for the storytelling that many of you are responsible for, you get paid to have a sense for what is right. Not everybody will agree with you. It's just not, that's just not the way the world is these days, but it doesn't mean you should stop trying to do the right thing. All right, so my reaction to this is, it is a step in the right direction. Let's see what Disney does. Let's see what changes are implemented. In the meantime, talk with your wallets. Hit the road, Jack. Hey. And don't come back no more, 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 Jack. You know what? The men that work in our office said I should not have been surprised by this story. I disagree. Liver King, a social media phenomenon known for eating raw meat and being jacked and promoting a healthy lifestyle everywhere from Instagram to Joe Rogan, has been found out to be a fraud. <laughs> Liver King has always denied that he uses any sort of steroids or performance enhancing drugs, also known as PEDs. He just said he prioritizes, executes, and dominates. Basically, talking about how it's eating healthy and eating liver and raw meat that makes him look like that. But now, emails have leaked between him and his trainer where he admitted to taking almost $12,000 worth of pharmaceutical HGH per month and three injections of steroids per day. The whole world knows he's a fraud. So my male editor, Charlie, was like, Alex, this is the worst kept secret on the internet. And I said, no, I'm a girl, okay? I see a man like that and I think it's real. He's just healthy. I totally bought into the whole story. I bought his dang supplements. 
everyone, not just him, maintains that eating raw liver is good for you. So I'm still doing it, but still. I was a believer. He's this big, strong man. Adios mio, you know? By the way, why is it adios mio? I thought adios was goodbye. What does mio mean? Who is mio? Why are we saying goodbye to him? And the plot thickens. Oh my gosh, I almost forgot it's Thursday. That means tonight at 9 p.m. Pacific, midnight Eastern, the new episode of The Spillover comes out anywhere you get your podcast. If you love House and Habit and Demois and pop culture gossip, this is it, baby. This is your episode. The big dog is on. This episode will also be audio only. It will not be on YouTube. Now, inquiring minds want to know what I've been listening to lately. That would be the best-selling psychological thriller, I Married a Lizard Man on Audible. Howard Stern said it made him cry, it was so good. Stephen King said it was so scary he farted. And Michelle Obama said it hit too close to home. For the peasants, that was satire. I'm not listening to that, although it is real. I couldn't believe it. It's actually a book on Audible. I'm actually reading The Troop by Nick Cutter because many, many, many people said it was the scariest book they've ever read. If you follow me on Instagram, at RealAlexClark, then you know I always rate a book after I read it on my story, so you can look out for that. In my to-be-read pile, I have the nonfiction Comfort Crisis by Michael Easter. Anyone read that? Charlie Kirk is obsessed with it, and it's not political, which shocked me about him, so I wanted to see what the hype was about. You know what would make my day, besides cookies and cream ice cream? For you to thumbs up this video and subscribe. Discuss the New York Times blaming Fox News and Tucker Carlson for the Balenciaga story blowing up, that we're all just conspiracy theorists. Are you shocked about Liver King, or am I alone here? And did the Aubrey Plaza story crack you up? Send the link to Poplitics to some conservative friends. Tell them about the movement we have here. And then please ask them to subscribe. It's pop culture without the propaganda every single day. I'm Alex Clark, and this is Poplitics. Hopefully you found the conservatee scalding today. Don't forget if you want to get the full Poplitics experience to follow us on Instagram at Poplitics, where you can see all the fun clips. You can find me on Instagram too, at RealAlexClark. Love you, mean it. Bye.